Angel eyes on a Sunday. Such a beautiful song. Um, Jim Barrett, I believe. Um, original song. And I've had the pleasure of asking him, could I do a cover of it? And he's let me and give me all the chords and everything. And I adapted the chords to suit me anyway. Um, but I did decent half job of it. Half decent job of it, I should say. But yeah, it is only half done. So I half did a decent job of it. Yeah, the vocals are okay. The guitar's good-ish. The engineering is shite, <laughs> as usual. But I'm getting there. I'm learning more and more about logic as I go. But I just got to get my work process thing down. And Tom's going to help me with that a bit. But what goes in doesn't always stay in my brain. So we'll see what happens. We'll give it a go. Anyway, what can you do? I think Logic's been crapping itself because my files are being stored on iCloud at the same time as they're stored on my disk. And it's giving the disk issues. It's giving Logic issues, disk too slow errors and stuff. When the file gets updated and has to go up to iCloud, it can't get recorded onto, so it's kind of mm, to store them there. You have to put them in when you're finished, put them in the iCloud, I've found. Anyway, working it out and getting my filing system, thanks to Chris Pitcher. She's wonderful. And, um, yeah, all good. All right. This is Undies Funded Records and Radio, your home of all things unintelligible. Love ya. Bye. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Yes, I can hear me too. <laughs> no, I can hear you too. How are you, John? I'm pretty good, thanks. Great to have you on Undies Funded Records and Radio, your home of all things independent. And we have an exciting announcement to make, don't we? Da, 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 da. Ooh. Who did <laughs> and so does your microwave by this <laughs> Ding! We have the... <laughs> Bing! And I have a machine that goes... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you've got a show coming up that's very exciting for you. I do, a photographic exhibition at the Wollongong Art Gallery, which my therapist Richard Lee helped me swing. It's It's called The Charm of Things Hidden in Plain View, and it's all about stuff that we normally look at without really looking at and process without really taking into account. So, yeah. It's basically urban landscapes that we notice in passing but don't pay much attention to. Yeah, like people sometimes. Yeah, I've, I, I like to take photos of people too, often as figures in the landscape. But um, this one's just primarily landscape. Although Ansel Adams did once say famously, I think, that there were always two people in his landscapes, himself and the viewer. Oh, that's that a lovely, that's a lovely thought. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, I've always liked that one. Yeah, that's great. And you know, all you have all the attributions for your quotes too. You're wonderful. Like I don't know who said half <laughs> of what I know. I just know that I know it from somewhere, and 
So it becomes folklore to me, not actually a quote. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes I paraphrase very badly, though. <laughs> you seem to do all right with me. But then again, that's because I know Jack about Jack. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real scientific expert. <laughs> yes, I am. Thanks to Ken. He called me a real scientific expert. Ars for short. <laughs> A-R-S-E, Ars. And I loved it. I was like, yes, love that. Love it. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not lucky I told you that because I wouldn't have put that on the show. And that, that deserves a big shout out. I'm going to get Ken on the show soon as possible because yeah. he's, he's a good, good conversationalist and um, we should have a bit of fun. So, yeah, welcome to Andy's Funded. This is my raison d'etre. Um, this is what I do every day. I put my life experiences with mental health and music and creativity and meltdowns and a whole lot goes on the podcast. So it's quite a mixed bag. Yes. Uh, and it's really raw and honest for me, which is what your images are as well for you. So, yeah, yeah in that, this is my, this is my, um, canvas so to speak yeah well i have experiences of mental health issues too and i sort of turned to photography in the first place as a way of um, dealing with those things it got me out of the house yeah to begin with i was living in the country and found i wanted to get out so i took my camera with me and just visited the cockaparra ranges out near griffith mm-hmm. and was out there for hours just taking landscape photos and farm equipment and occasionally my aunt and uncle they were very patient with me pointing a camera at them and that's what got me started on the road to taking photography seriously anyway your your images are really brilliant i the stunning one you posted just now on facebook an hour ago Um, the light the 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 lamp with all the you know webbing around it i thought really stunning yes i shot that today um i went out the back of yeah, wow. <laughs> we've had some big storms down here, being a La Nina year or La Nina year, however you pronounce that. You My mum calls it Indian summer. <laughs> yes, lots of rain anyway. That wet yeah. stuff falling from the sky yeah. <laughs> in all directions. It's like, um, good morning, Vietnam. Here, you know, <laughs> <laughs> rain that comes sideways, rain that comes down, rain you can, can't walk through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's fun. I've got puddles of mud in my backyard, and I don't mean the band. Yes. Yes, good band. Yes, absolutely. She fucking hates me. Na, 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 na. Excellent. And um, I was listening to, I was trying to introduce my daughter to Wheatus today. Well, I'm just a teenage dream, baby. Yes, I do. Yeah, and um, and she just did not want to hear it. She stuck her fingers in her ears and went, la, la, la. Not no. listening, so I turned it off. But I've got some. I just released a clip last night mm. on YouTube. Um, you've watched it, Misery Cake, Misery Cake, and you said to me, "What did you say to me?" Um, loved my slice of Misery Cake. That was excellent. No one's ever said it to me before. Yes, I'm coming back for seconds. So I'm going to listen to it again. Yeah. And again. Good. And again. Good. Again, good. And it's non-fattening. See. Yes. I, I invented non-fattening cake. How good am I? Yes, gluten-free. <laughs> Bullshit-free too. <laughs> Did you like the clip, the images in the clip, the how I put the clip together? Yeah, I thought they blended well. Cool. I liked the, the mixture of the shots of you in the sort of 
merging with uh, the images of the artwork. I thought it really textural. Um, I liked the interplay of the colours and and the candle flame just being the main centre of attention instead of yes. me being the main centre of attention, you know. Because I'm a little bit shy, really. Candles mean a lot as imagery. I, I, just coming back to photography again, because I think in photographs all the time, um, I found myself shooting a lot of candles lately, and then you've expressed your interest in making candles and stuff like that. It's funny how they pop up everywhere when you start thinking of them. Mm-hmm. My mum like, said once that she started doing cross-stitch and long-stitch, and she noticed that she was looking around and everything looked like long-stitch to her. <laughs> and she said, I used to look up and everything would be long-stitch, and she said, I had to stop doing it for a little while. <laughs> yes, you get blind. Yeah. Yeah, I, my friend Tim, who's also my support worker, mentioned to me yesterday that somebody had told him that flies always fly in square shapes. Do they now? I don't know. I, I think I, that's cool. Yeah. One was flying in my eye yesterday, and I tell you, it weren't flying in a square shape. It was flying in circles around my eye and going in my eye and out of my eye. <laughs> in <laughs> one ear and out the other. It, it was, no, just the one eye, right? It was like, I don't know what was on my eye that it wanted so bad. <laughs> but it wanted to die, I tell you, it had to death me. <laughs> I dispatched it with great, great vigor. Yes. Uh, we sprayed it with the spray and half of my stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I normally don't bother with flies. I just tell them to get out and they do. But this one just was not listening to me and it kept flying into my eye on my throat. <laughs> so, yeah, that would have been funny to watch, I'm get sure. Up with my face. <laughs> get up my eye, fly. <laughs> yes, so, my sister. My sister. Us- came up with a story once just on the topic of flies because I find them so magnetising um, that when um, when it rains, they can't see properly because the rain falls on their eyeballs and they get confused. <laughs> That's why they fly around. And my sister, other sister, went around the school telling that to everybody and then my other sister admitted that it was just a bit of falsery. <laughs> and now um, whenever one of them tells a lie, the other one goes, flies eyes, flies eyes. <laughs> Yeah, I right. guess is rhyming slang for lies. Yeah, right. That's so cool. Um, that is cool. Well, the fly really was flying into my eye, like, repeatedly. And I was trying to do some sound engineering, so it was getting on my nerves. I actually put my glasses on so it would stop going into my <laughs> eye socket. <laughs> I have the wall of protection. <laughs> the worst thing about my glasses is wearing the mask with them. They fog up. And you've got to breathe oh, yeah. in. In order, I fixed it though. I figured it out. You should, right? you should Google that. There are hacks on the internet. For well, what you do, that. what you do is you breathe in real deep and real quickly, and yeah, it, it unfolds them. Exhale. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't inhale. <laughs> that's what that's what Mr. Clinton advised. He didn't inhale. <laughs> Gee, that's a long. That's a joke for the Gen Xs, isn't it? <laughs> Going back a bit. Yes, sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't invite it. Don't eat that yellow snow. <laughs> oh boy. Snow where the huskies piss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I actually got in a room on Clubhouse. I don't know if you know what Clubhouse is. Mm, no. Clubhouse is a social audio app where people can get in rooms and have like non stop sometimes conversations about whatever topic the room is about. And mm. sometimes it goes horribly off topic. 
But anyway, this was a large networking, no egos music room. And there was a guy in there called Yellow. And I was really not off my head. I was just tired and I was just shouldn't have been in there. Anyway, um, it came time to say hello to Yellow. And I went, I watch up where the Huskies go, don't meet that Yellow Snow, hello, Yellow, like this. And they were like, oh, like in the room. <laughs> so <laughs> Suddenly funny. take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> the dropped yeah. fork. Yeah. Yes. So I think I made a mistake, but that's okay. You know what? But maybe he, was, maybe he was really mellow. Well, I figured it was an energetic niceness. Like, it wasn't to me an insult. Um, yeah. But then again, they're American and I don't know what they think. So You're yeah. assuming they do. Oh, boy. Half the audience gone. No, no, you're right. I've only got six. to America here? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I just had my producer. I was listening to the last podcast I've recorded with someone, was with my producer for Dare, which is on the album, uh, Tom Steger. And I sound like a chipmunk in it because my connection was terrible and yeah. his connection was crystal clear. So we have to redo that interview because he's a really great guy to talk to. So I've got to make sure I stay still and I love to pace when I talk. Yes. But I'm sitting on a chair smoking a cigarette. That's how I still sit still mm. with my rum. And your gingerbread. Gingerbread rum, yes. Yes. I think we've gotten off topic. That's okay. There's no topic. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. We just bullshit on That's and like wait till it gets to half an hour and then up now. You had understood. So tell me more about what you're doing with support work, how your NDIS journey Hello. And this is Hello. my daughter. Hello. She How can't you? hear you. She can't hear you. Hang on. Oh. Have a listen. Hello. Hello. Now How are you? you? Hello. Hello. My name's John. Ah. Ah. That's not very polite. Say hi, John. Mm. Oh, all right. If you want to be silly. Mm. Okay. All right, then. Was it something I said? No, no. She's just decided <laughs> to be silly on Anchor instead of being sensible, oh, okay. but that's fine. Anything goes here at Undies Funded Records and Radio. Anything at all. Yes. It's just day-to-day life, really, for me. It's my hecticness and my calm moments and my meditations and everything goes on here. And my daughter was a big star, weren't you? you used to get on, uh, get on my podcast on Anchor and say, hello, Anchor, when she was really small. Yeah. And um, she used to do call-outs for other people's stations back when we had messages between friends and used to be able to publish those. So, yeah, she's grown up. Because I've been anchoring now for six years. Wow. I was in the middle of a psychotic episode and I was coming back from, like, Queensland and got off the train and I was so exhausted from crying the whole way because I don't travel well. Yes. And there was this giant anchor there in Sydney, right? And I was like, oh, anchor. So I just looked it up on the web and the first anchor that came to me was anchor the podcasting thing. I'm like, I have to do this. It's ordained, right? <laughs> you know yes. how you get when you're psychotic, how that, you know, you just have that singular focus of every step I take is, is divine, you know? Self-referencing, um, yes. It's all to do with me. It, it's a divine signal to me. Oh, that, everything is, yes. This is how things should be. Yes, and, and in reality, that is the truth. Like, what was happening for you is happening for you. Yeah, it's usually happening subliminally at, at, at a level that we don't really recognise. It's what pops up in our dreams when all yep. the walls are down and we're processing information more freely on an emotional slash spiritual slash 
hallucinogenic level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's my theory that hallucinogenic yeah, no, dreams that are out of place. Yeah, I love. You've said that to me a few times. I love that view. Yeah. Um, and and like waking, the waking state shouldn't be mixed with the non-waking state. But for us, the, yeah. the line in our brain is is somehow rewired in that we can be awake and dreaming at the same time. Yeah, we're sort of in the literal zone. We've got one foot in the water and one foot on the beach. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think somebody once said, I think Jung was dealing with, um, I like Jung a lot, he was dealing with, I think, James Joyce's daughter, and he said that she was drowning in the water that he was swimming in oh. creatively, creatively yeah. speaking. He was doing that whole stream of consciousness thing, but she was really sinking in it and getting befuddled by the voices and getting lower and lower. I don't know what happened to her in the end. But um, I think he was on the mark there. But, yeah, you can sleep. You can dream while you're awake. Yes. Absolutely. Especially if your psychosis is based on sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. Which is when you get manic because sleep's the last thing on your mind until you collapse. Yes, exactly. Push and crash. Mm. Push, 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 crash. It's like giving birth. I think I, think, um, I wouldn't know about that, but I think... Um, Although I did have an indwelling catheter removed once, and that was very close. To <laughs> Lovely. Um, I won't go into that. But um, what was I going to say? I don't know, but I had one too once, and the nurse came and fiddled with it at night while I was asleep. What, just for kicks? I don't know, but I told her off. One, <laughs> this one, I told her off. I was like, wow, like I've got PTSD from lots of things, miss. Don't wake, touch wake that without wake. Yeah, wake me first. <laughs> when you finish, pull my nighty down, something like that, you know. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing I was going to say. Um, I think depressive psychoses are probably less common than manic ones. I might be wrong in saying that, but it strikes me that way. I don't know. I've, Speaking from personal experience anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really had a psychosis while I've been depressed. So, yeah, um, yeah. it was different. It's much more introverted, uh, mm. sort of just... It was almost a state of catatonia. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a friend the other day, back to your one foot in the water, one foot in something else, um, that you just said. My friend oh, Laurie said to me last night, if you've got one foot in today and the other foot in tomorrow, where's your arsehole? It's shitting all over today. Isn't it pointing towards yesterday? Well, well, he said it differently, <laughs> but I liked his analogy because he's like, if you're not in the now, then yes. you're basically shitting all over you today. That's a good point. Yeah. So um, I'm meeting lots of kindred spirits at the moment who I'm getting more in-depth with, you know, conversationally, and yes. it's quite interesting, and I'm lighting lots of candles for a lot of people at the moment. And I'm it's... in the house now. No, no, never well, have. Also. Pardon? That's what my mum would say. Yeah. Any incense or candle, she'd say, "Don't burn the house down." It was fair enough. It was her house. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be concerned if it was me. Well, you haven't seen the way I burn candles, but I've got some footage on my Facebook profile. I'll point you to you it later. You described it to me. Yes. Yeah, burning the candle at both ends. I've got another special one that has the wick at both ends that I built um, specifically to do that. So I shall do that. That was a David Bowie lyric. I light my candle from the sun. Back on his Expressions album. Okay. Yeah. So you mean it's all been done before? 
Have you heard his gnome song? No. Yeah, it's very funny. I must admit I can't do Bowie because my stepmother who traumatised me uh, was a big fan. Oh, no, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, so all that uh, music and all that film. Oh, yeah? yeah? For the same reason. My brother-in-law loved him and he was a – oh, we won't go into that. But um, I ended up not liking him very much at all. Yeah. But he loved the Eagles, and now whenever I hear them, I can't help but think of him, and I think, damn, because they're a good band. I used to love them before that. I mean, I'd like to respect Bowie's work, and I'd like to hear it, but every time I hear it, it just takes me back to 10 years old, getting beaten with a big stick. So, you yeah. know, um, not even very nice. Work. Well, look, just the sound of his voice and the sound of, like, whatever yeah. was on Triple M around, you know, early, like, late, 80s early 90s I just can't listen I can't do yeah. it because she constantly great. had it blaring and it was just always that and um so yeah that that's um another reason why I keep my head firmly tucked up my behind when I'm writing because I don't want to be dis- derailed by any thoughts of you know any of the suicidality that I had at 10 years old um yeah. any of that stuff and this is what I mean about my podcast it's special for me because I get to it's very cathartic. I get to share with people deeply how things have affected me and how we can kind of um, am- ameliorate that situation for our children by being aware of the, of the triggers and not going there with our children so as to not pass that down through the generations anymore. Yes. Have you ever heard of the Living Library Project? I have not. Ah, it's where local libraries get together and people with mental health issues or interesting stories to tell can invite people to come along to the library or a pre-designated area like uh, Flourish or because they had one Flourish recently and you get to tell your story um, in all its truth and beauty and ugly warts and all, similar to this the spirit of this sort of podcast. Oh, cool. I had a friend who went on it and she was talking about the angels that she saw in her life. She was deeply schizophrenic, deeply troubled, but also very joyous. Um, it was a real pleasure to listen to her. I'd never seen that side of her before. Hello. Oh my gosh, anger is getting so bad and my phone is so silly. Anytime I get a notification, it cuts off my anchor feed that I'm doing my conversation with friends. I'm going to see if I can't get John back right now because that was a really great conversation we were in the middle of. Be right back. Yes, I'm here. How rude of my phone. Ever since I've done this silly update, every time I get a notification, it cuts me off my anchor. So I have to go update all my apps. The oh dreaded my... updates that are supposed to help with did, stuff Did, did you see my face the other day on Facebook, how I was melting down because of my phone being half of my brain cell? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it just wasn't operating. My Siri wasn't working. My speech to text, my, my even my typing was garbled because I couldn't see properly from crying so much. Yes, um, I got an updated version of Photoshop recently. I don't know if I asked for it or how it got there. I may have forgotten but it works very erratically. Sometimes it says, no, the scratch disk is full, although I've pumped it up, and then sometimes it works. So, uh, Give me applications any day over apps, eh? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now that was not, That's that, that calling. 
Yes. Um, yes. Apple is. Apple locations. <laughs> Apple, I call them crapple now because their AirPods are a bunch of crap. I've got, I know three, personally know three people who've had six months and they're broken. So on the eight month mark, I'm taking mine back to the store because they have a one year warranty. The sound quality on them is really shocking anyway. Um, and mm. the reception area on them is useless. So they are $269 worth of garbage from China. And um, Apple can suck it because I'm not happy with their product. The sound quality on them for listening is not too bad as compared to these headphones, which are studio quality I'm using now. Um, mm. But, yeah, as far as connectivity goes for a conversation, they're what? Hello? can't hear you and everyone's always telling me I can't hear you properly when I'm like two feet away from my phone. Yes. So buggy as... Pardon? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So tell us more about your NDIS experience, John. It's been very good. I've got a team of support workers who are really suited to that line of work although one of them is new to it. He's really cut out for it. And um, I went up recently, I borrowed one of them for a day and went up to Sydney to get some work printed for this exhibition. And he was excellent, this guy. He drove all the way in rain in busy Newtown streets. You know, he said he'd grown up driving there, grown up as a driver driving there. So he he knew what to expect. But, um, yeah, and then we drove back. It took all day. But, you know, he was great. He offered all sorts of support. I get a bit paranoid sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, he was assuring me, no, 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 no one will recognise you. Look, you've got your beanie on and your mask and your glasses. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't know yeah. what else we've done. Sydney but, um, makes me feel horrible too, but I live here, so <laughs> I'm just stuck I lived there. there for 40 years. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the paranoia come from a reason or is it just... There. Oh, it just runs in the family, I think. Okay. Um, like I was in some kind of horrible event or some momentous thing. Yeah, there's been a few. Um, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Me? Rap, rap, rap. You are uh, Yeah, I'm rolling up my cigarette packet. I'm, ro- I'm, yeah. I'm rolling another smoke. Because... Uh, that's the only way to sit still. Is to <laughs> a cigarette. Yes. <laughs> I used to smoke too. Oh really? How did you yeah. give up? I uh, gave up for four years following acupuncture at the local Zen clinic, which really worked. Mm-hmm. And um, then my auntie got hit by a car, so I started smoking again. My dad died. I gave up for six years. My dad died. My uncle came in my house and said, and started smoking and telling me how how good my dad was. And I'm yes. like. My dad wasn't good. Like, he might have been good to you, but he wasn't good to me. You're like, don't sit there and tell me how good my dad was. And he, started, he lit up a smoke in my house and said, I'm a non-smoker now. We don't smoke in this house. And he said, here, I know you want one. Have one. And I did, and I haven't stopped ever since. The voice of temptation, yeah. Well, not temptation as much as he forced me, really, because he wouldn't shut up from the smoking in my house. And yeah. I couldn't get rid of him. He wouldn't shut up from telling me how good my dad was either. And he was, was like, filling your house with smoke, yeah. Yeah, filling my house with toxicity too. Um, and he had no clue. But that that's family for you. Sometimes they do have no clue. Yeah. Um, but, you I know. I feel sort of blessed that way. I've had good family experiences. 
That's I mean, there have been mental health issues and moments of stress related to that. Yeah. Um, but no, got a lot of support over the years. They're the reason I was able to finish university. Oh, well, what did you study? I studied mostly mass communications, things like media, like newspapers, video, television, film, radio. Oh, wow. And Excellent. on the sideline, I did English and also anthropology and philosophy. Right. Yeah, medieval wow. philosophy, trying to prove the existence of God and things like that. Oh, I have a friend who writes songs brain. and he said, did God create man or did man create God? And I'm like, yes, man created God. Yes. Yes. I was talking about that with, with my support worker today, actually, that it's the greatest projection of all sort mm. that um, God created man in his image. It's like, mm, you're already anthropomorphizing things by doing it. <laughs> yes. Have you read Terry Pratchett? I love Terry Pratchett. I've yeah. read books. Yeah, right. I, I broke up with someone at age 21 where who I was going to marry and I was halfway through his series, so I haven't picked it back up again, but it was really wonderful. I don't remember much about it, but I remember the turtles on back yes. of the turtles on the back Great of the turtles. Great Atuin. Yeah. <laughs> or Atuin. Never heard it said, but Atuin, A-T-U-I-N. Yeah, right. I, I, the only book I remember, is, and I still have to read it every year in order to recall things, is yeah. uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. That's my Bible, Hitchhiker's yes. Guide to the Galaxy. Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't know that 42 is the meaning of everything, then <laughs> don't even bother with condensation. She don't want to know you. And if you don't understand the importance of towels, then mm. you're lost, literally. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Knew how nutritious they can be. <laughs> What's it like to be drunk? I don't know. Just ask a glass of water. Um, <laughs> I think my favourite Adam's quote is, I love the sound of deadlines. I like the sound they make when they go wishing by. <laughs> I always liked his definition of flying, which was to throw yourself yes. and miss. and miss. Yes, yes. Um, and, and how they floated on the ground. Um, Trillian and Arthur. How they, yeah. they, how she was like above the ground when they came back to the new earth, and and yeah, things just were not were not quite right. It's like what's happening right now; things are just surreal. Yeah. How are you coping with the new normal, as they say? What sort of lockdown, post lockdown, sort of thing? Yeah, well, not post lockdown for me, but yeah, lockdown, post. Yeah, um, I was already sort of. Oh, shut up, you. Sorry, it's my NBN battery telling me it's flat. Oh. Um, I wasn't telling you to shut up. Um, no, I know. <laughs> I that. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I was already self-isolating because of the illness that I have. I do it too. Um, I'm not very social. I don't go out. Um, I play yeah. online gigs and things like that. Well, with the NDIS, I've discovered a place called Flourish. It was sort of recommended to me by an occupational therapist while I was in hospital. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, yeah, because I was a voluntary patient. They said, we want to get you out at all. Well, we want to get you out and about as much as we can to help your recovery. Mm-hmm. You're always welcome to come back anytime during the day. And I thought, oh, okay. So she took me down to this place and I've since grown to like it. So that's where I go now in terms of my social outings. Mm-hmm. And I Are go you- out photographing as well with my support workers and shopping. They help me if I get a bit freaked out by people when I'm out shopping. Yeah, I can't handle 
you get all a, I hear, um, all I hear when I'm in a supermarket is, "Oh my credit card, oh my credit card, oh my credit card," because I'm quite empathic and I just am. I kind of hear people's thoughts and feelings, yeah. and it just all overwhelms me because I'm a highly sensitive person. And yeah, yeah, I tend to be an audio sensitive, so I hear things in things, and I hear self-referencing things that I'm probably projecting onto people. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, patterns in patterns. I remember I was in hospital once and the air conditioning system in the bathroom wasn't working and I could hear death metal in it. I thought, who's playing that death metal? It's so bloody loud. <laughs> yeah. I realised later it was, yeah, malfunctioning air conditioning, but it sounded pretty strange at first, but I got to like it. I could hear the rhythms and the drum beats and thought, yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, some of your music is really interesting too. Um, how are you going at getting past 1 minute 20 though? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the wall. Um, yeah, I've got a few pieces. I've got a I've got a reggae piece that's actually five minutes. Oh wow! Send it on. And send it on. I will. I haven't got a name for it yet. It's just it started off as a punk song, like okay. indeed, like descending sort of riff. And then I thought, no, well, it's not reggae actually. It's ska, but it's. Sort of... I was going to say I need some ska in my life. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll forward it to you sometime. Good stuff. Um, uh, hasn't got any lyrics yet. Still you know, works. that's my specialty, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You're a poet and a lyricist. I am. I wrote something last night. Do you want to hear it? Yes, please do. Okay. Well, this comes from a conversation that I was having with my ex. And so I wrote, this is an excerpt from one of my songs. Take what you want as long as it's free. Take what you want if it takes your fancy. Ain't I glad I don't have your disease, right? And then I wrote on. The end of you, I clearly see. Our love was pretend, just make-believe. Now at the edge of you, I finally see the hopelessness that was you and me. Say what you want. You can't hurt my heart. I've been regretting this brand-new start. But you're not as wholesome as you have made out. Your lying, scheming ass was lucky not to have been on the streets and kicked out. You showed me no love and have no gratitude for all of the good things that I gave to you. So I have little doubt I'll sort myself back out while you will keep being an ungrateful lout. Oh, my Lord, am I glad I got out. Yay. So instead of internalising the angst that I started to feel over him rejecting my video clip of Misery Cake that I excitedly sent before it was premiering, um, I just sat down, inked on paper, and put my sigil down and then just started to, to spew it out and, and let it go. Or pencil on paper is the best way to do it rather oh, than... so lovely. So lovely. The Make feeling it. of the ink going everywhere and, and feeling of, of constraining the ink into the pen too. Yeah. I really appreciate... I've got my box of ink sitting here actually. I don't know how many jars there are, but I've got inks of every colour almost. Mm. And they're just rich and also transparent, lovely to lay down. Yeah, I feel the same way about black and white because that's the photography that I shoot mostly or if I do shoot in colour, I convert it to black and white, the grey tones and all the all the subtle highlight detail and stuff like that, it, it sort of gets me going. Mm. And how do you construct an image after you photograph it? Um, well, I probably perceive it firstly when I'm taking the photo in terms of composition like photography is a subtractive medium. You sort of got this visual environment around you and you're taking a part of it out and sort of making it the whole story. Hmm. I, I tend to see things with squares around them or rectangles around them or panoramic sort of things around them if I'm shooting hmm. panoramically. 
But the other thing that I notice, two things apart from that, the light and how things would look in black and white. Because I'm always fascinated by how things translate into black and white. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not. Yeah, right. I love the image of the butterfly that you constructed. Yeah. Really stunning. But the, the lamp that you took with all the webbing around it, when I just saw that, I just glanced at it and showed my daughter and she really liked it. Fiona, really. Fiona said, oh, wow, who did that? And I said, that's my friend that I'm talking to now, John. So, Yay. yeah, she, she yeah, appreciated that. Uh, Oh, that's good to hear. It's um, it's a current favourite. I sort of get fascinated with images and then work on them on the computer using a variety of programs. Mm-hmm. But once I've outputted them and had a, a show or done something with them, I sort of lose interest for a while. I can come back to them, but it's I have to make room for new stuff. You know that feeling? Same with me with music. I've got three projects on the boil at all times. Sometimes I'm up to eight collaborations in a row, like like at the same time, just in yeah. parallel. And I just have to, like I spent, I found a lovely song by Jim Barrett, who I invited to the, the barn. He's successfully yes, he's joined. And he's Angel, Angel Eyes, pardon? He said he wanted to cover one of my songs. He hasn't recorded it yet, but um, oh, he awesome. said he'd like to. He's awesome. awesome, yeah. Yeah, well, Angel Eyes, I, I listened to that song and I was like, I've got to do a version of this. So I'm in the middle of that right now. But I've oh. spent approximately 10 hours on mixing, trying to get the mix right, and I'm really shocking at it. I'm, it's not doing what I want it to do. And yeah. I have this vision for what I want, and I need to retake the vocals, I think, because I can't do the pitch correction on them, and I don't like pitch correction anyway. So there's some bits I need to really chop up finely and redo drop in and all that. But that's for another day when I'm not feeling exhausted from everything else. So, But I sat down and had a, had a little mix of it today, and it's starting to come along, and he's, he's excited that I post it. But he... And he wrote out the chords for me and then I said, no, I adapted them anyway. And he, he was fine with that. And, um, yeah, you're going to eat your cake? You didn't eat it. That's not how we work a spoon. Oh, Fiona, <laughs> you've done it again. She's got the spoon in her mouth by the handle. <laughs> mm. Children, what are you going to do? I wish I was six again. Six would be fun. Is six fun, Fiona? Yeah. My mum always used to say everything happens <laughs> when she was eight. <laughs> right. Where's this? Where's this? What's this? They're minties. You can have one if you like. But after this is bedtime, it's time to dust the tent and go to bed, though. So get prepared for that. So I'm going to wrap this up kind of shortly. Um, but just quickly tell us. When your exhibition is on, and how we can get tickets, and etc. etc. The Wollongong Art Gallery. These the opening date is the fourteenth of January. The doors open at six. It runs until about seven forty-five in the evening, the opening night, and the show's on for about a month after that. So the opening night, yeah, January the fourteenth. Excellent, and you have to have an invite, right? That's right. You have to RSVP. Uh, your name's got to be on the door list, basically, because of COVID restrictions and things like that. Mm-hmm. But you can RSVP at John David Scott McManus at gmail.com. I'll get you to text all those names to me, man. You've got enough names to start a band, I swear. A three um, piece, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and and you could just call it McManus. <laughs> That'd be cool. I tried to. I tried various combinations, and it said Bama. That combination is taken. Oh, so I ended well, up with this monstrous long. I mean, it's a good name. I think I'm quite proud of it. But as an email, it's sort of. Oh, when's he going to finish? <laughs> My first boyfriend was John David Paul Ringo. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Listen to this one. George. Christopher, Christopher John Peter Smith, right? So we got pulled up by the cops one night. <clears throat> and <laughs> and the cops it. said, what's your name? He goes, Chris. They said, Chris, Chris what? Chris Smith. Yeah, right. Get out of the car. <laughs> right? <Chris> <laughs> and they, he couldn't convince them that Christopher John Peter Smith. And they're like, where's your license? He's like, I left it at home. Anyway, long story short, we didn't get in any trouble, but... Um, that, that remains in my memory because when I was telling the girls at school that I finally had a boyfriend, they were like, no, you don't. And I'm like, yeah, he's a football player. And they're yeah. like, no, you don't. And then what's his name? Chris. Yeah, Chris what? Chris Smith. <laughs> so, Wasn't that like in the, um, the Brady Bunch where one of the girls pretends she has a boyfriend and his last name is what? And she's looking around and she sees a glass on the table and says his last name is Glass. <laughs> And then she has to find out that um, it's not the right thing to do and she's embarrassed because everybody realises that she doesn't really have a boyfriend. Oh, the loneliness of the angst of the teen years, huh? Yes. Does it ever really leave? No. I don't think so. I think we're all searching for meaning within each other, within relationships, and it's, it's, it's difficult. It really can be. Yeah, you sort of have to find it in yourself first. I don't agree with that idea of, uh, this is just my opinion, but the idea of somebody else completing you or you being... Yeah, exactly. It's it's definitely you've got to be in with your own. You've got to understand your own inner self before you can go outwards. Yeah, but sometimes it takes sort of doing it wrong and thinking that you're somebody else's, that somebody else is your better half. And for you to get it right and think, well, actually, no, I don't think that works because you're sort of dependent on each other then rather than... Um, Complementing. Moving together, yes. Yeah, yes. All right, on that note, it's been 20 minutes and the other one was 15, so we've actually gone over what I would normally do for guests. But give me your links in the messenger so I can put them in the show liner. And you are just about to be all over Spotify, Apple, and any, anywhere good podcasts can be found. Thank you for coming on Undies Funded Records and Radio, your home of all things independent for six years now. Cheerio. See you later.